Well, hello everyone. This is Art Stimmel, and you are listening to the podcast entitled Click Here, Not the Herd. Uh, we have been reading the book by Bruno Bauer written in 1843, the most banned book ever created, according to certain circles. Um, having to do with Christianity being exposed, in fact, that is the title of this dastardly book that caused so, so much consternation back in the day. Cranked up the old fireplace here. I'm trying to get the smoke out of my eyes as I read this for you. We're going to begin, as promised, on Baskin Robbins, page 31, and a new topic, 3.0, lovable religion. Yes, fire burns. Yes, religion talks not only of love, but even feeling love. It's not only, it not only preaches freedom, but it also grants it. It not only proclaims equality, but also founds a world state grounded in equality. But all the good things that religion possesses and grants become evil in the possession and hands of religion. In other words, they become the opposite of themselves. In Christianity, mankind finally liberated itself from the nature god, still evidently influential in the aristocracy of Greece and Rome, and who was suffocated politically in bourgeois agitations, but not overcome. Yet the freedom of the children of God is at the same time freedom from the great moral interest of the world in general, art and science. It is a superman's freedom in which true human freedom which can only be gained and secured through the development and execution of mental powers, sinks below. Christian freedom is a bestowed freedom that must be accepted with unconditional devotion, so it must not be criticized, judged, or examined closely cannot ever be criticized because all the means of criticism that science offers are prohibited and revoked. So, criticism is unconditionally enslaved under an authority against which there is no possibility of appeal. The equality that antiquity was enabled to create and that Christianity introduced is the equality of clay. In other words, absolute inequality because the potter will of page 32 God as Edelman expresses it and by the way, Edelman is spelled E-D-E-L-M-A-N-N if you're trying to find out books that that man wrote. Make sure you spell it right. As Edelman expresses it, has the freedom to divide the whole humanity into two castes, 
who face each other more fiercely than pariah and Brahmin. Religion also knows love. Under Christianity, humanity unified into a holy brotherhood. After internal national revolutions and their reciprocal self-manglings were unable to create anything more than a totally barren earth. Rather, this brotherhood was the first necessary consequence of the apparent failure of the political struggle. No, it was its true success. But this love was not yet true love because it was not the love of humanity towards itself. It did not acknowledge humanity, but in unified people only through the strange medium of an otherworldly superhuman focus. So love was narrow-minded and violent. It was very much an exclusive creature. It was hated against the universal human bond. It was a mania of persecution against those who would investigate the substance, ways and means of maintaining love within humanity itself. Hence, the riddle of religious love is solved by acknowledging it as hatred. Just got a piece of ember flew up here on my shirt. Kind of brushed that off. Oh, this smoke. <clears throat> Edelman was wrong only in failing to recognize this unity of religious love and hate that qualifies love as an attribute of Jesus and hate as a characteristic of religion. Only criticism was able to solve that error and to explain the character of religious love and hate. Criticism deciphered the expression of love and depicted the biblical Jesus as a work of religious consciousness. It finally came to a point where it could also recognize in that expression and depiction the signs of the true originator. If we summarize the supposed outward contradiction into an inward one, the words of Edelman have their meaning even today. He says, and I quote, Christian religion, which names the Lord Jesus as its founder, throws in everything exactly the counter role of the performance of itself. Page 33. Hello, my Freemason friends. I'm sorry, I digressed. He was gentle. It is unfriendly. He was humble. It is proud. He was affable. It is hostile. He was gracious. It is gruesome. He loved. It hated. He did not care for ceremonies. It regarded them as indispensable for blessedness. He did not create heretics. It does so every new day. He did not rest upon a worldly arm. It cannot endure without one. He persecuted nobody. It does whenever it can and wishes to. And that's Edelman from Confession of Faith, S.187.
Edelman is absolutely right when he says that religion separated people from each other in a way that, as experience shows, makes it really impossible to reunite people through religion and the clergy, if you look at section 313. Furthermore, he is right when he says, and I quote, an amiable and affable religion is an absurdity, and Christian religion rather exceeds all other religions in terms of acrimony. And that's 146. Yes, he is also right. It already corrected the result of recent criticism that Jesus, as far as one can still talk historically about him, has his only meaning, but as an impulse an immense meaning in easing the Jewish contradiction of religion without striving for a new bloody contradiction. Edelman says, and I quote, Jesus did not intend to found a religion. On the contrary, he intended to abolish religion and to overcome the basis of all previous religions, namely that people had to somehow appease a God enraged over their sins. 147. Continuing the quote, had it been the will of Jesus to found a new religion, his principle of universal love could not possibly have survived because it is the main character of every religion to emphatically detest anyone with a contradictory opinion, to look upon them as enemies of God, as creatures rejected and damned by God. So, had it been the will of the Lord Jesus to found a new religion in addition to the existing ones that already hate each other far more than enough, he would have sown new seed for universal hate instead of restoring universal love. From page 142, Edelman. We begin page 34. Recently, the word, quote, religion was heard even among those struggling for progress. Or rather, progress. Either, one, by saying that any profession or business that anyone is already devoted to is his religion, or at least should be his religion, or two, by demanding that the enthusiasm for universal ideas, freedom, the state, Art and science had to assume the shape of religion or to become the religion of humanity. Concerning the first, can the final invention or screwdriver fulfill the complete soul of humanity? Can we find our religion by doing nothing more than supervising a certain machine that produces a certain screw our whole life long? Can we be ruled by something exclusive? Can we not be educated in such a way that we are no longer excluded from the universal concern of humanity and history? Truly, if anything that is still exclusive can be valid for us, and if we still have one human inclination in ourselves that exceeds the screwdriver or the spot, that we paint on the saucer every day, will be turned to a religion that excludes all humanity, including the screwdriver and the spot on the saucer. 
Concerning the second, it is true religion is the essence of the state, art, and so on, but it is an incomplete and chimerical essence of yet incomplete and chimerical state. Chimerical here spelled C-H-I-M-E-R-I-C-A-L, for those of you keeping score. It is a one-sided essence of one-sided art. As soon as state and art complete themselves, their incomplete essence ceases to be their soul, their principle. Or again, shall enthusiasm, if it becomes religion, or takes the shape of religion in all domains, be the exterior unction with which inaction sanctifies itself, Shall it be a hollow barrel unto which all creatures are thrown, where they are hidden, a nothingness into which all particularization sinks? Am I not always particularized when thinking of the state in scientific work, in the creation of art, and again in the enjoyment of another's art? Is the devotion and enthusiasm of religion the evaporation of real, particularized thought? And we will stop there. The bottom, page 34, and again, page 35 in our next reading. Thank you for tuning in today to Click Here, Not the Herd. If you are enjoying this rare book reading perhaps the most banned book ever. But we got a copy of it. We're reading it to you. Please do support the podcast. And you can do that by simply linking to our our activity that is found on the email sent. Click here, podcast at protonmail.com to the PayPal Avenue. Uh, and we appreciate that, any support that you can give. Otherwise, enjoy the readings. I do invite you to check out the other podcasts concerning this topic. There is one called The Christian Myth, or The Myth of Christianity and The Myth of Jesus. A couple of uh, ones down there on this podcast playlist. And also check out Dr. Ray Hagen's and his YouTube channel, Ray Hagen's, R-A-Y-H-A-G-I-N-S. Fabulous information about this myth. Until next reading, this is Arts Timmel. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to Click Here.